Okay, welcome everybody to episode 50 of the RF Generation Collector Cast. It only took us like 50 years to get to the episode 50, but we did it, guys. Yeah, one a year is a good a, pace. Yeah, one a year. I like it. <laughs> I think, like I've said before, though, technically we've already hit 50. So this oh, yeah. is just, this right. is like pseudo 50, can we, we call that? We did a bunch of little sideshows. We're probably closer to 57, 58 would be my guess. All right, well, um... Gosh almighty. So episode 50, I would wish we had like the most amazing stuff planned for you with like fireworks and free games and celebrity guests and money that came came out of your phone. Is he? That's true. You were in sleepers. I forget about that. So, I mean, technically you probably have a SAG card, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's why I couldn't do uh, Borderlands 3 uh, because of the union. (laughs) Yeah, well, that makes sense. So I, I'm curious, uh, how often do you update your IMDb page? Uh, just that one time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but what's even more fun is updating like the trivia page. Did you know, <laughs> Mr. McGee appears regularly in a small unknown podcast. <laughs> Tucker literally also ran his own retro gaming convention. Yep. This podcast has tens of listeners. <laughs> Hey, I will have you know we have well north of a hundred downloads. Yeah. <laughs> All time. It's like one per episode. We do have a lot to talk about though, because um, you know, not only do we have a topic, but and questions. Questions are back again. And Bill went to the actual Richard World Expo, so we're going to get a an update on what Krabby and I missed because we're stupid people that have responsibilities and stuff that we have to take care of. Uh, I, am, I, am, I am too, but I ignored them for a day. And it was also, we'll get to this, but it was the day of my wife's uh, baby shower. Yo. So... <laughs> Do you need any help? Because I'm going to go. <laughs> well, you, you took your son with you, right? That's the I, help. I, exactly right. Yeah, my, my younger son went with my dad and hung out for the day, and I took my older son. So taking the kids away so she could focus on the shower. Like at first she was like, you can't go. It's the day of the shower. And I was like, no dude, like this, this is, this is a good thing. Well, and remember everybody, now you've heard the story of how Bill had his last child. (laughs) (laughs) Currently true. (laughs) Oh, that ship's sailing, buddy boy. Uh, (laughs) uh, It's already left the port. But, um, you know, we always like, I like to get to it right away because they're fun and those are questions. But before I want to get to like the listener questions, we were just having a quick chat before and I want to recap quickly for the listeners to get them up to speed. We were talking about old Batman because anybody that listens to the show knows that Krabby and Bill are Bat fans and I'm uh, Luke Bat Warm on things uh, at best. But Krabby, you were talking about you'd, you'd, started reading some of the old funny papers like from the ancient days where Batman karate chopped and shot people uh, yeah, on a regular basis. Like the, the original run from 1939 onward um, into the 40s. Uh, it's mm. been very interesting. I would imagine. Um, does, I mean, what's... I gotta be really curious, like, does does Batman use, like, uh, 1930s language? Like, yeah, see? <laughs> uh, it's mostly not bad, like, when they're actually speaking, other than just a one-liner every time they do something action. Uh, it's the the description, like, text that's always very weird and, like, homoerotic. Um, <laughs> it really, 
describes his like flexing muscles in his like amazing looking suit like constantly and then once they add robin into the mix more often um it just gets weird well, I mean, you know, I don't, you know, but you got to give the people what they want. Sex sells. Yeah, I they mean, want Robin's tight little frame all the time. Apparently, <laughs> you get, you got you to draw the bat bulge. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> gotta happen. I was just wondering, like, are they like, oh, the coppers are here? Uh, I'm waiting for a few like really goofy moments, but there's like one panel like every ten books that'll jump out at me like that. But it's not like as overt as you'd think it'd be. Like, oh, no, it's the President Roosevelt here. Well, yeah, he's, like, selling war bonds, a couple of recent ones, because uh, World War II's been going on while they're writing, so it's it's creeping into the, the text a little bit. Children, stop buying this comic book and go buy war bonds. <laughs> Support the war effort. But please really don't, because we still need a job. <laughs> so I'm curious, Bill, then, have you read any of these really old ones? So uh, when I started getting into Batman, um, it was pretty late. Um, uh, Arkham Asylum had come out, and it was amazing. And uh, uh, there's not a ton of games that I play where I kind of like really get like deep, deep into like you know like a lot of games have like you know like Skyrim's got books and like you know like there's games that like you can really dive deep. And Doom 2016, there's a lot of lore there if you want to dive into it. Sometimes I'll get into that, but typically I don't. In Arkham Asylum, I really got deep into it. Like when you would find like a you know a, a new bad guy, and you'd read a whole thing about you know. And there's ones that you know, like Two Face and Catwoman and Penguin. But then there's some of the ones that maybe you didn't know as much about. And I started kind of deep diving there. So I remember going to PAX East. I think it was 2013, 2012, 2013. One of the first ones I went to, and there was a dude um, who was the community manager for Harmonix at the time that I had kind of been chatting with because I was big in the the rock band forums uh, back when I could actually like play and get on leaderboards and stuff. And he was a big Batman guy. And I asked him, I was like, "Listen, dude, how do I like? I've, I'm just getting like my feet wet with Batman." Like, what do you recommend? Like, should I just go back to like number one and just, you know, go forward? And he said, no, (laughs) don't do that. I would also not recommend it. I was just more curious to see like how, when certain tropes were introduced into the series and some Mm -hmm. of them are like right there from the start and some of them you just do not see for a long, long time. Right. Yeah. So, so uh, he said like, you know, the original stories, he's like, not only are they hard to track down, but they're a mess. They're all out of order. Like there's tons of weird different storylines. He's like, what I would do is I would get some of like the main, like, you know, the good story arcs that people like know and like, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, year one killing joke, dark Knight, you know, uh, returns like all that stuff. So I kind of went with some of the more modern, like eighties uh, and nineties uh, story arcs, but I have gone back and read like Batman, like, you know, like one through five and like some of the early stuff. And that that very first issue, which was a, a Detective Comics issue, it's pretty cool because like they play it up like Batman and Bruce Wayne are different people, and then the reveal happens like at the end of the episode, and it's like whoa, and like that was like the setup for like the rest of the uh, uh, the uh, issues. But yeah, it's um, it's you know kind of, we have this perception of kind of like the old timey uh, dialogue when it really kind of plays like just like an episode of like Batman on TV where like everything's very deliberate where like they don't assume that you know who commissioner gordon is like every single time so like each time it's got to be like ah this is the commissioner here and he works with that man so but uh but yeah i've i've gone back a little so, did you read the, the well. I, it's pretty early did you read the one with hugo strange where he takes uh, mentally ill people and like turns them into monsters and then batman 
literally like hangs him by a noose out of his plane like a mentally deranged person no i did not <laughs> it's it's brutal and he does stuff like that all the time in the first year of the books so wow. nuts well i mean we all remember the recent movie where batman tried to kill superman because he's a killer i mean yeah. that's what batman does because really, he obviously he could does. if he wanted to to be fair yeah it's a really good thing that, <laughs> their, that their moms <laughs> have the same name exactly <laughs> Gosh, you know, who, who would have fucked it? Um, well, you know, I guess if we want to talk about my introduction to Batman, that would be like the Batusi and, uh, you know, 60s uh, reruns of the 60s Batman. And I never really read the comics. And then uh, and then Batman 89 happened, which, Krabby, you were uh, poo-pooing recently, right? Five years old when that came out. You, uh, Yeah, I rewatched so it young. in this last just a few days ago, and it's not good. <laughs> it's not good <laughs> and and my comment was it was never good uh you just remember as a child yes that's 100 percent what happened i had very good feelings about that movie and uh, I, I also told Krabby to prepare to really wreck his childhood when he figures out how bad batman returns is because that one i have the best feelings about and i'm a little nervous to rewatch it now yeah, yeah i would just leave it alone you know I, I, you, yeah, I, I remember having Batman 89 on VHS and, and for some <laughs> reason I remember like looking cause like I, you know, with VHS, like I was big on like looking at covers and spines and stuff. It was just a thing, you know, the early collector uh, uh, seed was planted, but I remember looking at it and re- you know, like one of the movie reviews uh, says like the film of the decade. And oh, I remember yeah. thinking like, Oh wow. The film of the decade. And I remember watching it. And as a kid, it was probably, you know, it, it's not you know super like ultra violent or anything like that but there's some disturbing uh images and some you know like kind of like the weird way they say it in the rating like oh like frightening imagery <laughs> uh but i remember being like like really really scared and I, I was super scared of heights when i was a kid uh so you know with the at the end of the movie when they're like going up the tower sure. and like they're looking <laughs> up and they're looking down like i remember being like really super scared just watching that like shaking but uh you know, I I haven't seen it like super recently, but I feel like I watched it like a few years ago, and it's probably one of those things where it it's you know there are movies where like it'll strike me like oh my god this is so bad, but more often than not I'll just watch it and like I'll kind of you know be like yeah I remember this and I remember seeing this when I was a kid and like it's you know it's it's I don't really remember the last time I watched it thinking like oh man this is really really bad. Um, but, uh, I, I'm with Krabby in that Batman Returns was kind of, uh, uh, my favorite of the, uh, of the first, you know, handful of, uh, films, definitely the first uh, of the Tim Burton, uh, ones. Like the character, uh, Knox in the first movie, mm-hmm. I had completely wiped from my mind. I did <laughs> yeah. not remember him in this movie and it's because every line he has is the worst line in the entire movie. It is so cringeworthy listening the, to that guy talk. Come, come the, on, like the none king of, great, of the wicker people. Yeah, it's just, everything is so bad. Come on, you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? I mean, come on now. That's not like ace riding. What does that even mean? It doesn't mean anything. Exactly. And like what? But you know what confused me is as a kid watching the movie, like they have a different actor play young Jack. So like he comes out with a gun and he's like, oh, see you around, kid. And it's like, you know, Michael Keaton's character, Bruce Wayne, remembering. But I'm like, I mean, like, yeah, you know, that doesn't. And then, like at the end, when he's like, "You killed my parents," I'm like, "No, it was a different actor, dude. It wasn't Jack Nicholson." <laughs> Check his guy. IMDb page, man. Yeah. He's a totally different guy. They should have just like taped the skin on his face back, and you know, had him do his own flashback. 
See, uh, all I can say is be glad George Lucas didn't do it because we would have a CGI redone version with a young Jack Nicholson mm. in that scene. And that that might close that plot hole for Bill, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we can have a uh, a looper. Okay, well, I, I guess that takes me to what I was going to ask, and that is this new Joker movie that's come out, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. and, and I guess it did, like, really well on opening night or something. And uh, Today, I think. So what's It's only been out for yeah, like a day now, I think. Yeah, yeah I, like, did really well, from what I understand. Um, so what are you guys' thoughts? Interested? No? Has DC yeah. killed things for you, or...? It it did up until like and I've been kind of hearing about this movie and had no interest in it at all mm-hmm. until all the buzz I was hearing from film festivals. Yep. Um that kinda piqued my interest a little bit. So I I do kinda want to check it out in the theater before it, it heads out. Yep. Uh, but, like, yeah. Yep. hundred percent the same. It everything I heard about it just made it sound weirder and weirder and I'm like, Oh, this is gonna be such a mess and now it sounds like a beautiful mess though, and I kinda wanna go see it. I kind of do you kind of worry that um DC really uses Joker as this giant crutch because how yes. many Joker reboot stories have we had in the last few years? I mean it's I mean it's crazy, isn't it? And we've had multiple great versions of the Joker. I don't feel like we're we're still trying to nail that character. I feel like we've nailed him like 3 times over now. Um, yeah, because yeah, the, I'd be very happy if they want to focus on some other characters for a while. Because Suicide Squad version is peak Joker. <laughs> peak Joker, yeah. <laughs> no. uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, you know, uh, DC's doing their thing. I'm, uh, you know, I'm glad that they're at least looking at these things in a different direction now. Maybe. Yeah, um, I, I still need to see Shazam. That one, I'm very interested in as well. It looks like a lot of fun and a lot different than their other stuff because I wasn't into Aquaman and, and Wonder Woman like a lot of other people where I just those didn't hit for me. But Shazam looks like I, I would enjoy it, and this Joker one looks like it could be interesting. Yeah, I'll be kind of curious to see if they go more with this grit, you know what I mean, um, and kind of a different take on things. Yeah, but and, and I'm happy to have like a Shazam that's like the total opposite of grit, and it's just goofy, can't be fun, and then have yeah, the, and... like crazy, gritty, hardcore, dark movie after that. Like I, I'd love to see them bounce between styles. Yeah, and honestly, that's why I think I liked Wonder Woman so much, because it reminded me of 80s action hero movie. You know what I mean? Where it's just the good guy kicks butt, or the good gal in this one kicks butt. Ooh, pun intended. Literally, literally, yes. (laughs) Good for Uh, you. (laughs) uh, I'll get an award even though I'm halfway asleep, but thank you. I, I pulled that one out. But, you know, I, that's it. It's like it's, the story wasn't crazy, but the bad guys were kind of ooh and creepy. But you never had this like, oh, no, it's totally going to fall apart. No, you're like, you're like, no, Wonder Woman's totally going to take this. It's kind of like an Indiana Jones movie. You never really worry that like, nothing's ever going to happen to Indiana Jones. You know that. Mm-hmm. There's never a worry in your heart somewhere. Uh, it's just fun. And right. I, I kind of appreciate that. Um, there's room for that, I guess I would say. And then what they're trying to do with Batman and Superman, I think they're just clueless. But um, it seems just, like they've been struggling for a long time with that. With the live-action stuff, for sure. Their animated stuff is fantastic, though. 
if you ever want to watch some good DC stories, like check out pretty much anything they've put out in the last five or six years that's animated. It's been really, really good. Mm-hmm. All right. Very good. All right. Well, how about we switch over to some listener questions? How's that sound? Let's do it. out pretty late because i was talking to the guys earlier and we're like oh i'm getting ready to record and uh, what time are you gonna be on i know bill's like oh i lost my power on the ball for episode 50 (laughs) yeah (laughs) this is how much we were looking forward to this is that bill lost his power because he was so excited yep um as as it turned out it was not a down tree sarah thought it was a down tree because there was a like a tree trimming crew that like they they come to trim the trees you know before the wire guys get there um, but she said apparently some like plat like not platform what's the word um flatbed truck uh flatbed truck like came and like somehow like like got like their apparatus like hooked on like a wire that was like never secured or, like I don't know like all the details but like then they they drove away and pulled the wire out <laughs> of the transformer <laughs> and and Sarah said she talked to some neighbors and they were like there's this huge like pop if you ever heard like a transformer blow. <laughs> Oh yeah. So Transformer Blue, but they like I guess he like didn't hear it because he was listening to <laughs> you know I don't know music too loud or something. He's and, listening like, just, to the RF Generation Collector Cast. Just kept driving. Yeah, that was Pocky. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> took my power out. <laughs> so uh, yeah, but uh, so like r- like right after uh, the guys were like, hey, like yeah, we're all good for tonight. My wife was like, the power's out at our house. <laughs> so well, but yeah, see, well, came back, came back up. So what happened really is that Bill was really excited, so he plugged in his Genesis Sega CD and 32X <laughs> all at the same time, same time, and the power just went out. Exactly. <laughs> Good thing I didn't. No, then it's uh, if I had a CDX, then the power would have gone out. But <laughs> alas, there is none. All right. Well, let's get to these. Um, just a few of these that came out. First up is our buddy Josh, the at Game Boy Guru on Twitter, and he asks, "What game or series have you played?" that you want to like but you know it's uh, because you know it's objectively good and you like the aspects of it but the sum of the parts is less than a whole and it just doesn't click with you so Krabby can you think like man you you know you should like it it just doesn't happen I I wonder if he's thinking of the same game I am when he wrote this because we both recently played Saints Row the third with the playcast uh-huh. and I I don't have a lot of bad things to say about it. It's just not a game that clicks with me. It does some really cool things with the open world because normally I hate all the extra stuff because you have like, you know, your save the world kind of mission and you're just ignoring it to go hunting and you're ignoring it to go help this guy. Like, But all the stuff in this game like kind of feeds into building up your empire and getting more money and more uh, respect. And, and I thought that was kind of cool. I just don't want to be a gangbanger. I hate the soundtrack. <laughs> I, I, all the things they make you do are not things I think are fun. The humor doesn't hit for me. And it's, none of this is like bad game design. It's all just things I personally don't like. So I have no problem with the game, like how it's laid out. It just doesn't click with me. 
You heard it here folks, first, uh, folks, that uh, Krabby does not want to be a gangbanger. I, I think that's the official term they use now. Debunked. Just... <laughs> Warriors! <laughs> hey, if that was the type of gang, I'd be it. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, I'm totally for the baseball players, you know. In the kiss makeup. E e yeah, definitely. Uh, well, what about you, Bill? You got one of these in your mind that you kind of like... The, and if you say Dark yeah. Souls, I'll reach through the microphone and I'll punch you. No, no, I don't feel like I should like that. So that's... <laughs> <laughs> somewhere, uh, a Sean is smiling. <laughs> no, so that, uh, so yeah, I, I have tried Dark Souls and I have not given up on it yet. I just haven't like you know put us. I want to give it the block of time that it deserves and not you know, like quit too early because you know it, it hasn't beaten me down enough yet for me to for me to you know stick with it. Uh, the first one that came to mind while I was listening to you read this. And uh, uh, I, I know that uh, uh, Grey Ghost is going to be looking down on me. Is Metal Gear Solid Five? Um, I one of my favorite games of all time, Metal Gear Solid One. Um, I have fond memories of playing this thing. You know, like we we got it. Me and a friend, we had a sleepover. We played till like seven in the morning. Like finished the whole thing. Uh, it was unbelievable. Um, it was different than anything I'd ever played. It was stealthy, but still had the action. The story was amazing. Uh, you know, if a little weird and the, the music, like the ending song is still one of my favorite songs. I, I just recently got the, uh, the soundtrack on vinyl, uh, the San Diego comic-con version with the, the, uh, gray Fox cover. Um, I metal gear solid two, it, it had to grow on me a little bit, but eventually I played it like, you know, like over and over and over and I would get, you know, multiple endings and, you know, try different ways and something happened metal gear solid three. I've tried to play Metal Gear Solid 3 like on four different occasions and I've gotten like several hours into it and it just does not click. And I know so many Metal Gear fans say it's the best one. Uh, couldn't do it. I tried three or four times to play four. And most recently, like just about a year ago, I tried five and I really stuck with it for a while and I, I did enjoy it. But it, it's that same thing when you're like, you know, you know, it's objectively good and you know, there are like bajillions of people who were like this is a 10 out of 10 you know masterpiece just something you know couldn't i couldn't find my rhythm with it and I, a lot of times i'll give games like that multiple tries because uh something like you know fallout 3 or skyrim where i just didn't understand how to play it and i i not i didn't just need someone to, to explain it to me i needed someone to sit with me so i could ask questions like as i was playing like streaming makes that easier if i you know if yeah. i went that route um, but I, you know, I could not get Metal Gear 5 to click. Like, I, you know, I, I'll, I'll get caught and then I'm bad at the combat and I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. And, you know, so for, for me, it's Metal Gear 5 and I have tried multiple times. So maybe when we get a little Grey Ghost sit down, we can do a little uh, a tutorial session. <laughs> maybe one of these days he'll make the trip up yeah. to Retro World Expo or something yeah. or I'll go down to Texas I've always wanted to visit uh, uh, get some barbecue down there and uh, a lot of good games in Austin so I'm down for that too absolutely absolutely um, yeah I'm with you I, I still have my original Metal Gear Solid CD soundtrack import from Japan awesome. um, from back when that came out because it was like oh this is awesome you know um I've never played five. I, I played through four, um, but I have not picked up five yet. I've got it through uh, the Xbox stuff. So maybe one of these days I'll give it a shot. Um, it's just always time and other things that have come up, but I don't 
have an opinion one way or another. Um, but the thing that when you were bringing that, the thing that just hopped into my mind is I'm playing Bloodstained right now, and David Hayter is the voice of one of the characters, and I cannot just every time think <laughs> it's Solid Snake is the guy and it's totally not the guy but you just hear solid snake and it's just you know how that goes um i've, I've heard that he's he's he said that before like he tries to change up his voice best he can but that's why he gets you know limited voice work is because that is so close to his voice it is i mean i he, i think he just can't avoid it's just who he is you mm-hmm. know what i mean it's kind of like uh you know, like a lot of people get typecast. Like, you're never going to see David Schwimmer and not think Ross. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. It's just never. He'll be like 90, and people will still, still do yeah. that. Yeah, and, um, and and he's directed some really good movies. But And the best thing that I've ever seen him in that wasn't, you know, that, like, didn't have me thinking, oh, that's David Schwimmer, I loved him in Band of Brothers. Um, yeah. You, you really yeah. do buy him as, as that, you know, kind of, like, awful, like, uh, you know, like, what, XO or Drill Sergeant or whatever he is. But, uh, but yeah, you're absolutely right. But he's he's directed a lot of really good stuff. And if, he, he, he was he, really good in that season of Curb Your Enthusiasm as well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not the, uh, uh, what was it, uh, um, the uh, the producers. Yeah. Yep. I, I saw him in a few episodes of It's uh, uh, Another Show. Uh, I can't remember the name. I think it's been canceled now, but I remember seeing him in a couple other ones. He played a... Uh, uh, a boyfriend of a character on a sitcom. Um, and it was just kind of cool to see him again because you, I kind of feel for those people that kind of end up in that spot and trying to don't, do different don't things. Don't need to feel but... for them. They're getting like a million bucks an episode at the yeah. end there. Oh, They're well, doing I, just fine. But that's, I'm sure in uh, a cut of the, of the perpetuity of all Yeah, that, the royalties. Right? Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny. Krabby mentioned uh, Curb and when you mentioned like the people who get typecast because that's, that's exactly what happened to, um, what's his name? Uh, uh, Costanza. Oh yeah, uh, I can oh. see that big time. And they, My, uh, and, and, Alexander, Jason yeah, Alexander. Jason Alexander, and they, and they go into it a bit, and like you know, he's, he's like on the show, he's like, yeah, like I got some, you know, some directing, some writing, but he's like, yeah, the acting's coming pretty tough. Like everyone just sees George. I'm like, yeah, they do. And I would have thought it would have been tough for uh, Louis Dreyfus, uh, Julia, but she ended up doing she's a whole bunch of stuff. It, yeah. And then yeah, with with Veep, and uh, uh, but yeah, she's she's great. So. She was in Arrested Development too. Had a big role in that for a while. Oh man, the, like the what, what was she like? Blind? It's a blind lawyer? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, it was so funny when she crossed her eyes. She's like, uh, seven. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so great. Speaking of that, let's go on a million. Let's go on fifty tangents on episode fifty. Um, <laughs> a a local brewery uh, near me, Reverie Brewing, just uh, put out a beer, uh, like a banana flavored beer called "There's Always Money in the Banana Stand." Oh, that's good. I like. I get that reference. <laughs> <laughs> I would totally watch a new George Costanza show. Just putting that out there for sure. Um, for me on this one, I think just since you just mentioned it, that's the one that pops to mind now. Is the recent is Doom, like you said, Doom twenty sixteen or whatever it oh, was. Interesting. Um, I played it um, for there was the playcast, right? They did that, yeah. and I got through a bit of it. Um, but it just got to the point where I'm like, I. Eh, you know, I don't feel like I need to finish this, and I was good. I'm like I've had, I know what this is, and I'm good enough, and yeah, it's okay. And which makes me weird because like everybody praised that so much. I'm like, why am I not more loving this? But I guess it's probably like things like Red Dead and other things. It's just some things are for me, and some things aren't. And that's cool. You exactly. Know? Uh, yep. And it's, it's funny. About Saints Row too. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's funny because uh, uh, I played it for the playcast too, just a year late. 
Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, so I, you know, everyone had already gone through it, and I played it before I listened to the Playcast episode. I think it was from last, like, October, November, so it is, like, about a year. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was it was pretty, pretty universally liked. But, like, with any game, you know, there's always going to be people who it's like, oh, you know, it's just not my jam. And the first time I tried to play it on console... I like I didn't get it like it didn't click with me and it might just have been the mouse or sorry the the controller because the game is so fast and and the you know the accuracy for me was lacking uh the mouse keyboard was the thing that like pushed me over the hump that like made me competitive um you know on that regular difficulty so but yeah that's uh that's a, that's a good one cool cool well that's a good question thank you very much and if everybody if you are already um Josh does one of the sister podcasts on the site with a uh, the shooter group that's over there. So shoot the core cast. If you're not already listening and watching his stream um, for that stuff, you guys should definitely check that out. I feel kind of bad now with this new job. I have to get up so early. I'm probably not going to catch a lot of his streams. I used to kind of watch them in the evening, but um, I'll do what I can to keep an eye on those. But he puts them on YouTube too, so you guys can check that stuff out along with his reviews and everything else that he does. Speaking of sister podcasts, the defunct sister podcast on the site, uh, RF Generation Nation, still exists, I think. You can, think. you can still go out there and listen to it if you want to. Um, but our, our good friend, uh, Mr. Uh, Adam, uh, so Bickman2K on Twitter, he asked a couple questions. First off, he says, what would be the next classic mini console you hope someone would make? Well, mm-hmm. I don't think we've already talked a little bit about this, but um, what games do you wish were included that haven't been yet? What is left? Is like 3DO mini or I don't know. I mean, I'm going to, Bill, what do you, what do you think? What should, should be there that's not already? Yeah. I mean, that that's, that's the question is like, what is not there yet? Right. So, uh, and, yeah. then you, and then you also have to be realistic. Like, uh, you know, like, you know, there's probably not going to be a GameCube mini. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's already pretty small. Exactly. Yeah. And, and <laughs> it you has know, a handle. Yeah. And it ran on this and even though you can emulate it, it's probably not like, you know, like the cheapest thing to like, you know, make and put out. Um, I think the N64 is likely, um, I think that would be, uh, you know, I think that would be the, you know, a cool one, um, that you could do. I know everyone's expecting me to say the 32 X. <laughs> <laughs> I you get I, the whole library on it. Yeah. Pretty impressive. I, I, exactly. It would, that, that, then that's what I was going to go next is, is one of two things. Number one, it has to have the whole library. Um, it would be amazing if they could throw some of the the CDX, uh, the you know, like the CD like combo games on there, Corpse like Fahrenheit Killer. and stuff. Yeah, Corpse and the Supreme Warrior. Um, and uh, it'd be it'd be really cool if they could get like some of the kind of like you know like uh, unreleased um, like uh, Dark Side and uh, maybe like Cool Spot. And um, I think there was a FIFA game that was like teased, and there's a demo out like floating out there. Some of it wasn't released. But you know, I mean, the only way that they could do it would be if they made it like physically fit on the Genesis Mini, right? <laughs> They're doing a Mini Tower of Power, I think I heard. Pretty sure you can in Japan. You can buy the little accessories for the new Genesis Mega. You can buy the Sega CD and the little 32X. They don't do anything. They're just uh, cosmetic, but you can buy yeah. them. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. They look cool. Yes. They made ones for the U.S. too, but they only sent them to influencers. Uh, or that's, we need to influence, to influence more. me to buy one if I can't buy one. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, just sell the doggone things, right? I'll put. Um, yeah. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. So. So yeah. What do you think? 
It, yep. Oh, I'm sorry, Bill. Let me catch no, up. No, yeah, yeah. So I was saying, like, uh, uh, like I, I think the N64 is likely. Um, I think we've talked about before that, like, the N64 was like just like in one of those like dead zones. It was kind of like after I was like really into kind of like the older style games, mm-hmm. but it was like before like I really got into like the kind of like PlayStation era. So like it doesn't like hit that like nostalgia button for me. Um, but I, I still think that would be a good one to, uh, to continue like. Like the little bit of the collector that's still in me, I do like having like my uh, NES classic, my SNES classic. So like I'm kind of itching for like let's put another box next to those two, you know. <laughs> so so that, that that was what I was thinking along the uh, the N64 lines. Cool. All right. Well, and since you mentioned it though, it, uh, he asked, you know, what kind of game. So if you could pick a few games, I mean, maybe besides the the duh ones for N64, right. what would you pick? So you know what I actually always really liked on the it's N64. Not a lot of deep dives on there. No, like, yeah. Well, there's Beetle Adventure Racing. <laughs> that is a really good game. That's a good it is. Game. I'm yep. not joking. I, yeah, I played a lot of that. So yeah. you know, you know what I really do like on uh, the N64 that that doesn't really get a lot of uh, love is um, uh, I I think I've told this story before maybe about uh, playing San Francisco Rush like in the arcade in that like big green chair and like going like <laughs> through the loop in Alcatraz Rush. I, I really, yeah. really, really liked that experience in the arcade, and I remember like when San Francisco Rush came out on yeah. uh, 64, I was excited for it. So that would be totally. one that I would pop up, and you know, like it would be that like you know, I'd I'd tell that to my kids every time we go through the loop. Hey guys, when Dad was a kid, we know. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, you we, were never a kid. Please shut up. Yeah, we listened to episode 50 of the Collector Cast. We know. <laughs> you made us in the car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still lullaby before bed. So yeah, I mean, so besides the regulars, you know, like you know, of course Mario and Zelda and stuff. But yeah, I'd like to see Rush on there, and it'd be nice to uh, get the Beetle Adventure Racing game is, Automobili is good. Lamborghini. <laughs> <laughs> just just all racing games. Yeah. There you go. Well, what do you think, Ravi? What would you put out there? Um, I I think the next batch we're gonna see is more handheld stuff now. Before we see N sixty four, is my hunch. But okay. then I would personally like to see would be more of the like what they did with the Commodore 64 smart old computer ones um but specifically I'd love for them to do like they get, they do regular ones that are just like the Commodore that plug into your TV but I'd like them to do like a deluxe model that comes like with the monitor built onto the the uh, system like they came Ooh. in the old days oh you and, want the TRS-80 mini yeah the TRS <laughs> the old Atari computers like whatever and and game wise like I'd like stuff because I don't know those platforms as well I'd like this a half like classic stuff and half stuff that's just obscure and weird and fun um yeah no specific titles like if they threw a couple old games that i liked like uh, king's quest or uh civilization or something like that on there that'd be fun but if they had a whole bunch of stuff i'd never heard of i'd be really happy with that too cool um for me it would have to be a saturn mini i mean i can't think of anything i, I you know i I was really surprised when they announced the PC Engine Turbo Graphics when I really did yeah. not expect yeah. that to happen. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. from in a magical, especially. yeah, in a magical land, that's me. I was saying like, yeah, do that one next, and somebody, I, I don't know, somebody somewhere got Konami to wake up and do something. But uh, yeah, I mean, bravo, whoever pulled that one off, you know. But yeah, I would think uh, Sega Saturn. I it, it might be trickier. Um, to do, but there is a PlayStation Mini, so I mean, yeah. you know, if they imported a bunch of stuff too and like translated it. That would be phenomenal. 
Yeah, I yeah. want you to think of like what Konami has done with the title selection that the Turbo Graphics and the PC Engine Mini are getting, and think of something like that for Saturn. So a lot of unique imports, maybe like okay, we're gonna give you the Saturn version of um, you know Castlevania. If um, they just like localized the whole Shining Force Three, like people sure. would lose their minds over that. Yeah, yeah, or finally let people play Panzer Dragoon Saga yeah, without spending a, like a, a radiant silver gun that's worth a ton that's been like popular import for a long time. Yeah, or even just some of the not so insanely and humanly priced shooters uh, are really good. And you could throw on there's like, there's some good RPGs that are on that system that you could play. A lot of good action games. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I think so many people probably miss the Saturn. And it's the so first time. expensive to catch up on. Like it is. Just the staples are pretty pricey on that system these days. Saturn prices have gone nuts. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I would love to see a Saturn Mini. So that's a really, really good question. Yeah. And uh, Adam didn't leave, stop there. He, he thought for a minute and went, I got one more for oh, you. Real, real quick, um, before we leave the Saturn Mini, yeah, do, yeah, yeah. do you think it'd be really cool if they pulled the Sega and, like, Released it without telling anybody. <laughs> <laughs> On We're sale like, tomorrow. When, yeah, when are you guys releasing it? Oh, like it came out yesterday. You just go. Should go buy it. It's in Toys R Us. Yeah, <laughs> I bet you that would sell again, like but... crazy these days because just people communicate much better. I think that or, would go. people yeah, go nuts for that. For sure. Yeah, for sure. It's it's funny because like, and I don't, you know, I know it's my job. I have to bring up Destiny like once per show, but like it, it's what they do in destiny a lot of times is they'll just put these like like on like a random day like not even a reset day just okay like on like a thursday like we're dropping a secret quest and like it happens and all of a sudden like twitter goes nuts and like the subreddit goes nuts and then like the people in my discord are like oh my god there's a secret thing right so like i think it'd be really cool if somebody like gorilla style like dropped a thing and was like oh my god it's here oh and ahead of their time and goes even crazier and does like the limited thing, like oh, there's ten thousand of them. Go right. So, no. People are calling out <laughs> of work, and <laughs> that'd be pretty cool. Um, yeah, uh, you know, I'll cross my fingers. I mean, or I'll just play my own Saturn. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> I would have said the Turbo CD was a long shot. Like, if that can happen, I think the Saturn's actually in the realm of possibility at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, could be. Could be. So um, back to Adam, he asked us another one, which I think this is a really good question. He says, "What's your favorite?" I have ten minutes game to pick up and play. Like you know, just Such a just need a minute. Yeah. So, question. Kyle, what do you think? You know, you. I don't around. have one that has like persisted forever, but the one that I've been doing that a lot with in the last couple of months is Tetris ninety nine. Mm. Really fun to just sit down with you know hundred people playing tetris and just see <laughs> if you can be number one that round it's it's a lot really addictive and that 10 minutes can often turn into more than 10 minutes <laughs> i think that's the hard part sometimes with games is is sticking to 10 minutes um and a lot of these times these days you know by the time you boot a console up and everything else it's like oh my half my time is gone by the time yeah. i launch the game it's frustrating even when you've got like half an hour and you have to like sit there through an update like that just kills the momentum kills the fun absolutely the the only um, the only saving grace for that and like one of like my absolute favorite features of every uh console this generation i believe like switch ps4 xbox like all do this um i mean granted it only works if it's the last game you were playing and it's like still running 
But when I was playing God of War, I left the PlayStation 4 in the bedroom, and that was kind of like my, my bedroom game. And so I would like just pop in there, you know, like like real quick and just turn the TV on and hit the controller and bam, like there I am. I'm like in God of War, like where I was. And then I can play for like five or ten minutes. And then like, you know, someone needs me and I just turn the TV off, like, you know, like suspend the system or whatever. And then when Putting I have another the, ten... the dots together of when that game came out, being in your bedroom and having a baby coming out soon. There's there's some kind of weird gore fetish. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's. I mean, that's, we're, that's we're probably like, fair. We're like Sarah. Call me boy one more time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. This is, so it, I, I, it was actually a, a little while ago I played it, but uh, but yeah, like the like the the suspend and like reinstate. So like uh, like like for me, my my ten minute probably pick up and play. Um, you know, it, there, there's a whole bunch that I could do. Like you know, like. Uh, Skyrim takes a while to boot, so like I'd like to say that, but like it wouldn't, you know, the Switch version wouldn't be like ready to play in that amount of time. Uh, PC is a whole lot quicker because um, I have the uh, uh, the NVMe drive, and it's it's like super crazy fast loading up. But still, um, I would still say my like you know pick up and play is probably right now Super Mario Odyssey um, because there's still nice. a lot of power moons um, that we do not have, and whether it's just me by myself, but more often it'll be like my son. Because, like, a lot of times, like, anyone with kids knows, it takes a little time to get out of the house. As, as the kids get older, it gets better. And you're like, all right, buddy, get your shoes. Like, okay, I'll go get them. Get your, you know, get all the stuff. But a lot of times, you know, one, like, like at a restaurant, like, one kid's meal is ready before the other kid's meal. And, like, you got to kind of <laughs> improvise. So sometimes if, like, Callahan's ready to go and Cameron's still, like, throwing a temper tantrum and hasn't used the bathroom or whatever – like it's it's a good thing for like okay just get one of the kids occupied for like just five ten minutes just so we can get out of here and mario odyssey is what we'll do we'll like pop it on and i showed my son how to look at the map and be like okay like these are the you know it's showing you that there's power moons here that you haven't found yet so you can kind of spend like you know like five eight ten minutes either just figuring out like where in this area is there a power moon that i haven't found or actually like getting it and my son knows at any given time, like, dude, how many we have? Oh, we have 594. Like, it, anywhere <laughs> oh, in his life. Up there. Yeah, yeah. So we, uh, and, and it wasn't all done, like, at once. Like, we did, like, like the main story. And then when it was over, it was kind of like, oh, that game was really fun. And, like, you you know how, like, when you go to each world, like, it, like, throws out, like, a whole bunch more power moons in, like, each, uh, uh, like, uh, planet, yeah. like, world area. So, like, we kind of visited each one to unlock all those. But, you know, other things come out, other, you know other games just other things in life happen but like that's the one where like if we have 10 minutes and it's like okay like we just need to kill some time before like leaving or if like you know we take the switch with us and like we're waiting in the theater for a movie to start or something and we got there early it's like all right let's get a power moon so that's what we do with our with our 10 minutes i love that so much that's awesome uh, yeah well, i yeah the switch definitely lends itself pretty well to that sort of stuff um for me i think usually I don't know if I would say like one go-to game per se, but um, like types of games, like I think like shooter, like old school kind of shooters are the great kind of thing to just flip on because a, I'm not usually fantastic anyway, and I can just shoot some stuff. I get some points. Okay. And then I die and everything's cool. And I don't have to worry about it or get frustrated or anything. Cause I only had a few minutes anyway. And it's just fun. And I'm like, okay, cool. I've taken out that little bit of energy I had and I can roll on. Um, other games I, I do like that too sometimes is um, 
would be like some classics like Streets of Rage 2 or or the original Castlevania where I'll just I'll turn it on I'll play until I die once or something and I'll just turn it off because I'm like okay I know I can go through this thing if I want to I just want to get the feel for it real quick I want to get it and I'm good um, so those are the little sort of things that just are bite sized to me and I just want to get that taste again I don't know if I want to commit you know an hour or two always to that but yeah it's kind of fun I, I like stuff. I like how you said like you'll like play like till you die once. Um, do you guys ever do that? Like you turn a thing on and you're like, all right, when I die, I'm just shutting this off. Yeah. Wow. I yeah. Can't do that. I uh, I like I'll do that like um, if I'm at my parents' house and like you know we're leaving and we're in a rush and I'm like oh well my play choice ten is here so I'm like we just play contra I'm just gonna play contra until I die. And then like Sarah's like come on we gotta go and I'm like I haven't died yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay you know it's like when you're a kid at the arcade right it's yeah. like no my quarter i've still got it going you know mm-hmm. um cool. i think that's it there's got to be some bite-sized game like i know for some people it's probably phone games but i don't play phone games so mm-hmm. you know. um i haven't in a while and, and a lot of people have been talking up the apple arcade and i am not into just you know paying them five bucks a month like i don't care how many games are, are in there but it's been it's been getting a lot of uh, press a lot of traction and uh you know, what a good for, buzz, yeah. Yeah, and uh, um, so I, I haven't like you know dug into it yet. I don't know how long the trial is. If it's just one month, but uh, I'm almost afraid to start it because it's not for me, right? It would be like if we're to, and like we're getting better. Like if we're at a restaurant, the ki- like we've actually been to restaurants for like a couple hours where the kids like did not have any phones at all, which is like amazing because forever it had to be like, all right, dude, like you have to calm down because like people are gonna like run us <laughs> out of here. But um, you know, it would be like for them. And the last thing I, you know, I need right now is just like my kids, like everywhere we are in life, like, hey, can I play your phone? You know, so, uh, but yeah, the the, fo- the phone is still kind of like, uh, we're still kind of tiptoeing, like trying to figure out how to do phone stuff, which I think we'll get into in a little bit. For sure. Okay, very good, very good. All right, rounding out to the last question, we've got our friend uh, Wimster. So uh, he is at Wimpy with an I animations so wimpy animations on twitter and he asks about untitled goose which i've heard about this game but he says untitled goose game has been a surprise smash hit on switch are there any games that you played that you enjoyed way more than you thought you would i'm just gonna throw it out there anybody yeah i mean he's right it is really like popular like you know smash hit like kind of out of nowhere i follow a couple uh developers I'm not sure i would agree with the surprise part i heard a lot yeah. of buzz coming up to it i didn't hear anything until this game like just exploded on my twitter feed and just everybody was then talking i didn't hear anything oh. coming up to it like ign has like three different podcasts they were all like very talkative about it like for a month before it came out oh, okay all right yeah. I, I, it wasn't on my radar at all it just kind of I saw some goofy things, you know, on Twitter about it. And I'm like, huh, what's this all about? And, uh, where you basically, what, you like try to like trip people or ruin people's day as a goose? Is that's, <laughs> that's the game, right? Which sounds reminds like me of like my, my, my kids like to play Goat Simulator. And it sounds like that. Yeah, my brother-in-law was into that game, and, like, I got like, heard about it, and I'm like, ah, I mean, like, I guess it's probably, like, just this weird, like, little niche thing, and then, like, I tried it, and I'm like, yeah, it is this weird little niche thing, like, it's not gonna win any awards, but, like, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, this, this, this game, and, and, and I, and I guess maybe I, it depends on, like, you know, like, uh, you're, you're kind of, like, what your definition of, like, you know, like, the hype leading up to it, like, to me, like, like, when I think of a game being hyped, like, I know about it for, like, 
you know, like six months, like half a year. So like, um, I, I still feel like if it was hyped up for like a month before it came out, like, yeah, it's, it's got like a little bit of traction, but, but yeah, it's good I, for an indie game though. Like, yeah, that's like true. They were at an E3 press conference with, you know, Sony, Nintendo kind of thing. Right. Well, was, uh, was Sony there? Oh, it doesn't matter. No, they weren't there this year at all. But yeah, no, I get what you're saying. But yeah, I, I had zero, uh, uh, you know, info about this game before it came out. And then like all of a sudden, like now you're seeing like stories about it, like, oh, like the, the, the secret to their like, you know, amazing, you know, success deal. But uh, I, I also have not played it and uh, my kids have not asked about it yet, which I guess is good. Um, but uh, uh, so, so kind of going off that, like what games do you play that you enjoyed way more than you thought you would? I mean, I have a pretty good idea because I, I don't, you know, I don't have a ton of time to play a ton of different things, kind of like I used to. So, you know, before I start playing a game, I, I kind of try to have a good idea of like, you know, is this the right game for me? I don't just kind of like throw up random things. But uh, uh, the um, the what do you call it? Um, I've, I've mentioned before Outlaw Golf. I don't know why I was I gravitated to this game. But like it's just like a like a dumb little you know like uh you know like arcade like you know style golf game that like it wasn't just like I played it a little bit you guys <laughs> I played I played I this game I played I this game so much like so so much and I remember like reading reviews and like people were like yeah like it's an alright golf game and I'm like it's all right. It's it's a masterpiece. This thing is amazing. <laughs> and I remember like you know like making like because like you got to pull the right thumbstick back for your wind up and then you push it forward. This the like the sensitivity like the sweet spot that you have to like hit it straight forward is like minuscule. So like you'll like hit it, you'll like hit it and like it hooks off to the left and you're like what the hell is wrong with them and then you'll look down. And your thumb is like still pushing the stick forward, and you're like, oh yeah, I guess it actually is going a little bit to the left. So like, it's almost like Wii bowling, where like you would bowl, and then you're like, why is the ball like curving out like that? And then you, you're like, oh yeah, because like I guess my wrist is doing that, right? So, man, I I remember like once I got the drives down, and once I kind of figured the aiming out, and once I figured out like the putting, like I actually like for the first time in my life, I remember like just sitting up after like a match. And then thinking, I know why people like real golf now. Like it's it's just like the, the those two things are connected. <laughs> yeah, like I just thought it was the thing that like people with like a whole bunch of money and a whole bunch of free time did to like kill a day. I didn't realize that like you really are out there, you know, like and it's a lot of thought and it's a lot of skill and it's a lot of, but it's one of those sports where like it's like baseball where like the ball isn't in play for like most of the game. It's only in play like you know very short like periods. So in golf, it's like bing. That's it. There's nothing else to do <laughs> for a little while, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I I'm sorry, it's not a surprise answer. I know I've talked about it before, but honestly, I I was not expecting to like just become an outlaw golf person. At least it's not backyard wrestling that you're trying to defend here. So it it's is okay. outlaw not. tennis and volleyball like live up to the franchise. You know, I, I I I thought that you know. I thought that they could keep the magic going. I've played both. They're not good. And even sadder, Outlaw Golf 2 is not great. Uh, um, so the, uh, the, the voice of uh, uh, like the, the commentary in Outlaw Golf 1 is Steve Carell. And it's before oh, Steve Carell fantastic. got like super famous. And there's a whole bunch of great one-liners. And like they're not funny if I say them because it's just Steve Carell saying them that makes them funny. Um, 
but like oh like like there's these ones where like if like if you if you nail the ball at like a hundred percent it kind of like like explodes off the tee and there's like like a little bit like a fire effect and and he talks oh he, just the way he like yells he's like wowie zowie <laughs> like just like in steve carell's voice um it's so good it's like talk about knocking the 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 skin off the ball oh it's just thinking about it so good so and then after outlaw golf one they could not get steve carell because he was unavailable because he became too famous for them and so the guy they got to replace him in outlaw golf two was dave attell and i like dave attell a lot he's a really funny guy but he kind of comes across like dave attell when he does the voice and he just seems like really uninterested and like kind of condescending and like it just didn't have the same vibe so uh i was not into outlaw golf 2 or volleyball or tennis but we can all agree that outlaw golf 1 and the um like the burger king special games like the nine oh, holes no. of christmas and like the nine more holes of christmas and there were, oh, no not burger king i'm sorry uh blockbuster uh blockbuster video had a couple of like you know like like nine uh like you know kind of like a back nine like it was like nine holes of christmas and nine more holes of christmas i think were the two extra ones and I'm pretty sure Steve Carell did those too, and it's actually different voices. Uh, sorry, different um, script for it. Um, so they're they're worth picking up. Um, uh, and then when the Xbox uh, Mini comes out, they can have the entire <laughs> Outlaw Golf uh, trilogy on that. <laughs> I'm surprised for the second one they didn't get uh, Dana Gould. You know, I'm sure he was out of Gex work by then. <laughs> Well, I don't know, Krabby. It was hard to top Outlaw Golf, but uh, you got anything you think? I can't top it, but I do have one. <laughs> okay. Um, so I constantly forget how much I love strategy games because they are so hard to start. Uh, so one that I played recently that reminded me and surprised me how much I enjoyed it was Mule on the NES. Oh, sure. okay, yeah. Apparently it's an old Commodore game that they ported over. Yep. But it's... There's like no combat to this game. You are mining a new planet for resources against three other players. And then after you've done your mining round, you have like an auction where you're buying and selling the resources that you've all accumulated. So your population needs like food and energy to keep going. And then there's some ore that you can like sell for profit. And so I had a really great time playing it for a couple of days to try and figure out which resources were more useful early on and later on and how to get the most uh, property on this planet because there's a certain number of grids you could do. Um, and it was just, it's really fun um, auctioning items, often like really tense, like waiting to see if they're going to buy, if, <laughs> if who needs it this round. Like, and it was, I don't know, I always get really into those games, but they're hard to start. So I don't often start them. But I, I find they're they're worth the investment. I just don't can't make myself start that investment too often. So yeah, Mule on the NES, check it out. Interesting. I didn't know you were uh, you had that uh, opinion of the the strat games. I do like, and it happens every time I play one. Which on, they're right. mostly on the NES because I'm I'm trying to go through that library. But sure. um, like I played Overlord on the NES and mm-hmm. love it. It's one of my favorite NES games now, yeah. and nobody talks about it because I don't think anybody's sat down to really dig into it and it's pretty interesting once you do is nobunaga's ambition a strat game oh yeah yeah, yeah. i've played mm-hmm. some koei games too and, and same thing like once you're like 10 hours in it's like wow <laughs> now i'm really into this and yeah like it's a slow burn yeah. at first though the the first like you know what you probably consider like strategy game like uh, that i played was on the genesis and i was at a kid's house and he was like 
have you ever played, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but has you ever played Herzog's Wii? And I'm like, <laughs> no. Like, hard one to pronounce. It's like, no. I'm like, well, that's not what he said. So that isn't me saying it. That That's what he, but I was like, but I was like, no, like, what the hell is that? And then he showed me and I didn't even play it. I just watched him play it. And it like, like hurt my head thinking about like all the things he was doing. And I, 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 you know, I tried it and I'm like, no, this isn't for me. And it wasn't until years later when I like started playing like Civ uh, five that I was kind of like, Oh, like I get strategy now. And then like, I, I started going back and like playing some of the old stuff, but uh, that's, it's funny you say that because it's funny for me in games like Civ that I love. I love, 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 love the very beginning. I love like starting with nothing. And like placing the capital and like what am I going to do first and how am I going to do this and how am I going to like, you know, defend from the barbarians? How like who am I going to ally with? Who am I going to go against? How am I going to build my navy? And then when I get to kind of like the middle of the game where it's like, okay, now I've built like 9,000 things. Like what do I do now that I have to because like in early on, like your first turn will be like, okay, do one thing. And then like your fifth turn will be like, okay, I got to do two things. But by the time you're at like turn like 147 in Civ, it's like. You have to manage like 74 <laughs> units or whatever. I'm like, man, I, it's just going to take me like 20 minutes to do like one turn. Like, I don't know if I can do this. So like for me, the very, very beginning is the most exciting. And then it kind of like it starts to drag a bit for me in the middle. And then in the end, it kind of comes together. Yeah, no, I need that loop. Like I need to learn mm-hmm. it and yep. keep going. And, and if they, it gets slightly more complex each time, which it does in most games, mm-hmm. um, I don't mind that because I've slowly built up to that. Yep. I didn't like get dropped right into that. So. I enjoy that, like even combat, like kind of like uh, like Red Alert and Dune, those mm-hmm. kind of games. Same way, like I hate starting them, but halfway through the game, I realize <laughs> I'm having so much fun all of a sudden. So cool. Yeah, um, I've been trying to think, you know, on this stuff, and I think uh, the one that comes to mind somewhat recently is the game that Bill and I were kind of talking a little bit about. So, Ghost Recon Wildlands. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I remember when that game came out. I've got a buddy that plays those kind of games all the time. And he's like, oh my gosh, you got to get this. It's so good. Man, you know, this is awesome. You got to play this. And I was just like, eh, you know, eh, <laughs> you know, maybe I'll check it out. And I just really didn't pay any attention to it. And eventually it was like on Gamefly, super cheap. And I kind of remembered him talking about it. But this, you know, it was probably like six months or something after it came out by then. And I picked it up with, ah, you know, like 20 bucks or whatever it is. I'll, I'll give this thing a shot. And I played the crap out of that <laughs> game. I mean, I did like everything to, that you can do in that one. I mean, I, I didn't do like, I know they have like extra content that came out, you know, afterwards. Because they've kept it alive with new stuff and everything. But um, I mean, I really played the crap out of that game. And I really enjoyed it. And I've never really enjoyed a Ghost Recon game like that before so i you know because i just played i remember like the original like graw and stuff like that um and those were always like yeah it's okay i'll I'll pass but um yeah man wildlands was really good and i'm hearing maybe not as good things about breakpoint that just came out which makes me a little sad inside so maybe it'll be another 20 dollars game fly game six months from now and maybe i'll be really excited because maybe they'll fix it by then i don't know <laughs> Yeah, I I got into um uh break sorry, not breakpoint. I got into Wildlands. Um, I think either on your recommendation or like I got it cheap or it was I, I forget what it was, but situation where I got it, but I acquired it, and you had told me it was really good, and um it was it was a similar thing like 
it's I don't want to you know make people think that it's anything like Far Cry, but like it 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 is no. in the way that like you're like you know okay you gotta like go clear this base out. But yeah. like Far Cry is like a completely different like gameplay loop uh, that's kind of like you know weirder and crazier. So this is like more realistic and like the you know the Tom Clancy like you know the Ghost Recon universe, and um and it's squad based. So like it, you kind of got to learn the loop where like you know you deploy your drone, you tag all the enemies, like you earn you know like uh, like upgrade points, you get better weapons, you you know like you find a lieutenant, you interrogate him, it puts more, like, kind of, like, waypoints on your map, like, more stuff you can do, more upgrades, more, like, so it's just, like, this never-ending kind of, like, you know, loop, and the map is absolutely enormous, like, it even, is. like, a helicopter flying across it at, like, you know, 120 knots or however fast the <laughs> helicopters go, it takes, like, Seven forever, picos, I think, uh... and, uh, yeah, so you have to fast travel, and, um, I, I really really do like the game. It does frustrate me more than a lot of other games, uh, like that I would kind of compare that to, at least in like like a Far Cry sense for like a base clearing or even like a like a, a Rainbow Six Vegas type game. Uh, the checkpoints, uh, in my experience, are super unforgiving. Like I'll they get are. like entirely through like an entire like you know like story mission, and then it'll be like okay like you, you'll flip a switch and it's like okay now you gotta like like you know there's a guy you have four minutes to go rescue him and it's like oh geez and it's like across the map so you gotta like you know find a helicopter real quick that might be guarded by 40 dudes and then yep. fly away in the helicopter and then you get you make it to the guy but he's in the middle of a room and he's like in the middle of a crossfire and like one of your like ai guys shoots him and it's like okay you failed and you have to go back to like the beginning of the mission that's like 15 minutes long it's like dude so there, there's a whole bunch of times where i've been like you know, like drop the controller, like I'm not playing this. But then, like 15 minutes later, I'm just thinking about it, and I'm like, I know I can do that. <laughs> you yeah. know, so. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's really really cool with the sync shot, where like you 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 line some guys up, and then you either just tell them to engage or you engage. It really puts a ton of responsibility on you to make sure you like find all the targets because if you stealth do everything, it's really rewarding to be able to clear out a whole area like without having to like set off an alarm. But like like if one dude sees you like it all goes to hell and like you could save it or you could just you know kind of like you know just die and like restart but uh um it's 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 weird because it's one of these games that i really enjoy playing but the the game is massive and it kind of depends on uh, i forget who said this um but one of the youtube guys that i was watching just on on the game was like you know, it's it's basically it's it's it knows exactly what it is. It's this like kind of five to ten minute gameplay loop, and how much you play of it depends on how much you like or can tolerate that loop, because it's over and over and over again. So if you it love is. that gameplay, you're gonna be good. And it's it's almost like like for me, it's almost like what you said with Doom. I have played a ton of it. I enjoy what I played of it. I don't like need to turn it on like today or tomorrow. But if I, you know, like in a week from now, if I decide, you know what, I'd like to play that, like I would totally fire it up and like, you know, clear out like one or two little areas. So it's uh it's an interesting game. Yeah, it's very tactical, which I don't mind the slow burn, you know, because I'm not Mr. Crazy shooter guy. Mm -hmm. So you being able to use my noggin uh, instead of like being perfect with my right stick or something, you know, yeah. to, to get the headshot is a little more my style. But uh, yeah, so I, you know, it's been out there for a while. I'm sure it's, you can get it for like nothing these days. So you know, I, I, if there's something interesting. 
I would have thought that because I was like, well, now that I got this, you know, I, I got an ultra wide monitor recently. So now I'm like looking for like, oh, some cool games I can play on this thing. So I go to look at it on Steam and it's 50 bucks. I'm like, dude, Bre Wild, uh, Breakpoint comes out like tomorrow. How is Wildlands $50, right? It's and probably because uh, you're looking on Steam. If you looked on Ubisoft, like own store, maybe you'd get a deal yeah. or something. I'll, I'll take a look as you continue and I'll let you know. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, I think they've got something now, though, don't they? Like Ubisoft has one of those like pay so much and play all you want sort of things now, too. Everybody's doing that, I think. Yeah, I know uh, EA does. I don't know if I've heard of. Uh, I, I of think Ubi. for PC, I think for PC, hmm. Ubisoft does. But uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you could check it out. I don't know if yeah. it's any good. Good. Yeah, they or have. Not, but... Yeah, they have a launcher. I'm not sure about service, but I will verify that too. Here you go. So uh, I just want to thank everybody very much for taking the time to send in some questions. It's always a lot of fun. And I will also say that you don't have to wait until I put out the call. <laughs> if you <laughs> if you just want to throw some out there, I can always jot them down and uh, we can come back to them later. So if something hits you or you're listening to this and you want to fire something off, um, please feel free to do so. guys we actually have a topic <laughs> <laughs> and we have something else to get through too so it is um, shop, shopping on steam versus epic part one yeah so i think before you know or maybe uh we won't even get, get to our topic at some point <laughs> in time before we run out of steam and time here but um i did want to hear and i think prior listener want to hear too about the retro world expo recap since oh, yeah. we weren't there that's right. So regale us, Bill, about your being a terrible husband. Yes, I will. I will gale <laughs> you again. Get it? I get it. I'm regaling. Okay. So, um, uh, so yeah. So, uh, for those who are not aware, I am no longer. Uh, I was an original uh, partner and uh, owner of uh, Retro World Expo. Uh, Chris, a very good buddy of mine, um, came to me with the idea. We were the first two uh, in it. I, and we we always talk about this. We remember the first meeting. We were like, like let's figure this thing out. And we brought like like a dirty yellow, uh, like legal pad to like a like a, a pizza pl a shop in uh, <laughs> uh, you know. And we just sat there at like 
you know, probably like eight o'clock at night to like one in the morning, just like jotting down ideas, like, you know, like freehand on a pad. And it was like one of the coolest nights ever. And it was kind of one of those things, like when you get together as kids and you're like with your friends and you're like, we're going to make a spaceship and it's going to have like rocket boosters. (laughs) It's going to have this. And it almost seemed like it wasn't, you know, it wasn't even real. You were just like doing it because it was fun. And then, like, it actually became a thing. So um, Lance uh, and uh, John from RetroWare TV ended up joining. Another buddy of ours, Dan, ended up joining, and that was the original five. So we did that show at the Oakdale in Connecticut for a couple of years, and then it grew to the Connecticut Convention Center in Hartford. And last year, um, uh, Chris ended up moving uh, his whole family and uh, out to California, sold the stores that he had here in Connecticut, opened up a new store out there. And we were all kind of thinking, you know, with him being long distance and with us, you know, me and Lance both have, you know, kids and I have more, you know, another kid coming. We kind of thought, okay, like, you know, let's, it's time to move on. Like, we'll maybe see if we can, you know, get a buyer for this thing. And long story short, what ended up happening is they decided they were going to move forward and, you know, give it one more year. And I was kind of like, you know, listen, guys, I'm really, you know, I I, I can't give this the attention it deserves. I don't want to half-ass it, excuse my language. So, um... I ended up selling my shares back to them. So this is my first, it's kind of bittersweet. It's my first year going, having like zero involvement with the show, like no planning, no, you know, kind of like recruiting volunteers, going and doing like, you know, marketing, going to other shows and like, you know, hanging up banners and telling people, oh, come to our show, you know, this and that, doing the cheerleading uh, type deal. So it was really cool not to have to do like dozens and dozens of hours of work, uh, hundreds of hours of work uh, during the year. Um, but at the same time, like, you know, it's it's kind of like you're, like, removed from this thing that, like, you kind of help build. So it, it was a little bittersweet. But, uh, but yeah, I have no regrets at all. Um, the guys did a fantastic job. They, they're back at the Connecticut Convention Center. And um, it was a two-day show again. So it was a Saturday and Sunday. And uh, I was planning on going Saturday, staying, you know, overnight at the hotel with my buddy uh, Dan, who used to be a partner in the show. And then, you know, going Sunday as well and then coming home. But two things happened that reminded me that I couldn't do that. <laughs> one, of, <laughs> one of them was uh, the woman I married uh, <laughs> reminded me that that was the day of her, you know, of the baby shower. So my first thought was like, I'm going to figure out a way to do this. <laughs> and, but, but, and honestly, like, so at first I was like, okay, we'll figure this out. But then at, like, I called her up. I thought about it a little while. I'm like, listen, you like you're gonna you're gonna not gonna want Callahan there anyway, right? And she's like, yeah, I guess you're right. But like, who's gonna watch? You know, who's gonna watch? Uh, you know, our our little guy. And my dad was kind of around. He's like, oh, I'll do it. So honestly, it was not a point of contention at all between uh, uh, me and my wife. We're 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 still married. And <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, she had a fantastic uh, uh, you know shower. Um, there's actually a. a little funny side story i'll tell about that but uh so the day of the expo i wake up and it's just kind of leisurely like you wake up at like you know like eight you know whatever clock we get up and kids get up and we have our coffee and it's like okay i have my my dad is picking up the cake for my wife's uh baby shower and he's gonna you know he's supposed to he was gonna bring the cake home and then it was just a weird plan. So I was like, dude, I'll meet you at the cake place. And then you just take Cameron and I'll take the cake back to, you know, my place. Oh, that works. So I met him. We said, Hey, everything's good. I handed off, uh, you know, my little guy got back to the house. My sister was there. She was getting ready for the shower. And I remember it was a very similar feeling to when the first time I went shopping on black Friday after I had worked retail. 
Because, you know, like when you work retail, you know, what the secret sauce and all that. Oh, man, the days leading up to Black Friday are stressful. And like, you know, like the day before, it's like, oh, my God, like, like, am I am I remembering everything? Like, did I get the cash? Do I get the thing? And who's got the wristbands and where are the badges? And it's just all the stress of that. And then, like, you know, a couple of years later, you're just like a regular old, like, you know, nine to fiver shopping on Black Friday. Uh, you wake up at you know eight nine o'clock like ah, I'll go to Best Buy when I get there. We'll have a nice lunch. We'll get some things. We'll go home. So it was like kind of like you did the same thing just at like a leisurely pace. So my sister said, like how how like happy are you like not to have to be working it? I'm like oh my god, like the most happy. Like it reminded me of of you know no more Black Friday. So we we roll into the Expo Center probably around like eleven thirty. Um, you know once we kind of get everything settled, and we get in. And uh, I, I just walk up to the box office and the two girls who have worked in the box office, like every year that we've done the show, they kind of see me like standing in line and they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, this is what you do, right? You just stand in line for the exercise. I walk up and they just, you know, they gave us a couple badges and uh, or the, you know, the wristbands. So we get in and uh, uh, first thing we see is Russ Lyman's car. Oh, in, yeah. In the lobby. And Russ is there. He's got his camera. He's chatting with people like uh, the way he always does. He's a real, real good, real nice guy. And uh, so, you know, Callahan runs over and he's like, Can I have my picture taken with the car. I'm like, yeah, sure. So we take his picture with the car. And uh, and Russ like kind of hasn't seen him yet. So and, and he's met Russ. Like Russ has been to the house and he's seen the he's in Connecticut for, you know, people who are uh, not familiar. And uh, he's been to the house and like the kids will run out and like they. Because the car's not just done up on the outside, it's done up on the inside, too. So the, he gets in there and he sees all the details with, like, the pipes and, like, the little Mario figures and, like, the Nintendo in there and stuff. So he's kind of, like, just exploring the car for a bit. And then, you know, he sees Russ and, you know, kind of gives a fist bump and we get some pictures. Um, and then it's like, all right, like, that's this is our little pre-expo, like, hello. And, like, now we're going inside. So we got inside and I knew that once he saw, like, the arcades and, like, the... <sighs> the the games and everything like there was, it was that was going to be the end of the day so i was like i was like dude like let's let's just walk the floor a little bit like do you want to buy something do you want to buy a game or something he's like uh no like, what do you mean no you don't want to buy it? he's like no he's like uh he's like do you remember last year they had a whole area with games <laughs> and you could play them and i'm like yeah no that's where we're going in a little bit like it's 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 not open yet like it opens in like an hour he's like oh, okay you let me know when it opens so like, we kind of walked a little bit but like as soon as we got to the middle aisle you could kind of see like from the angle like you could see like some arcade like some screens and on some arcade machines and he was like oh it's open <laughs> so um I wrote a uh, like a short blog article for uh, RF Gen. If anyone's uh, curious to uh, to look at a, like my wall of pictures there, but some great photos on there. Oh, thanks, did, man. Did he pick the Kingdom Hearts hat, or did you force that on him? So he we had actually um played uh, uh, Kingdom Hearts three. I started playing it kind of on my own, and then I I would honestly say even though like I was sitting there the whole time while the game was played, I think he played it more than I did. And like I like watched him play it, and he would just be like, "Oh, you gotta fight this boss for me." So he played a ton of Kingdom Hearts three, and uh, uh, I got on the hat at uh, when we were at PAX East um, earlier this year, like March, I think it was. We wanted to get him and uh, Cameron something, so we found this this uh, place that had hats. So we got Cameron like uh, like just like a red Mario like baseball style hat, and we got him the Kingdom Hearts hat. And I asked him, I was like 
do you want to wear like a hat? And he was like, Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts. So, <laughs> so yeah, that was, and, and he stopped. That's really sweet. He stopped every Kingdom Hearts cosplayer that we saw. And um, there was a, a couple of stands that were selling Keyblades, which I kind of, it was, it was both. Like I kind of wanted him to see them, but I also like didn't want him to like be really sad if we didn't buy like a hundred dollar like Keyblade replica. Um, but, but, but he was cool with that. Um, but yeah, there, it's a, there's a, there's an article on RFGen if you want to see uh, uh, some pictures. I put some of him in there last year, which is a little bit shorter, um, wearing the same, uh, actually the same shirt, because he just wanted to wear his Mario shirt. Um, but yeah, once we got to the, the game area, that was all he wanted to do. So we played Bubble Bobble, which he never played before. Um, we played Street... I got to play Bubble Bobble with my son at that expo. Oh, also, it was probably on yeah. the same, uh, probably the same copy. Because <laughs> <laughs> they just go into storage and then they get brought out for uh, the show, I think. So, um, but yeah, so we played Bubble, and like, he had never played it. And I guess I never, like, you know, put that together that, uh, the only games that he's played, I think, on the original Nintendo were at the expo. I don't know if we've ever... Oh, no, we definitely have hooked up the, the Nintendo um, at the basement um, in my parents' house, but never played Bubble Bobble. And uh, so we played that for a little bit, and it took him a little bit to kind of realize, you know, kind of like some of the nuance that, like, once you get down to the last dude, he's going to start going really fast. And then he started, like, freaking out. Like, oh, he's going for me. He's, he's angry. He's so angry. <laughs> <laughs> Those whales are terrifying when yeah. they pop up too. Yeah. So that so that was really so we probably played it a couple times until he got like it down, and then we're like, okay, like now this one's for real. But he's he's just the kind of kid like he he can stay focused on something, but if there's you know depending on the game, if there's a break in the game, he'll just kind of like look and like oh I you know I see something shiny over here. And then so uh, Street Fighter Two on the Super Nintendo, and he, which pretty shiny, which he knows from the uh, the classic. Um, so, uh, he actually, um, they brought the, like when my, my wife took the kids down to Florida a little while back, they took the SNES classic just because they didn't, they didn't want to take the switch. And like, my wife didn't want to travel with it. She like, didn't trust herself, like just her with the switch with the two kids. She didn't want it to be like a fight on the plane and blah, blah, blah. So they took the classic that way they'd have something to play like at grandpa's house. And I, apparently they played a ton of <laughs> street fighter too. <laughs> well, yes. so, uh, Yep. So uh, he he chose wisely. So um, but it's it's crazy because like if you if you look at this little like kind of like uh, uh, animation I put in there, a little gif is uh, he he just presses one button. It's like medium <laughs> punch or like or like light punch, and I'm just walking into him like, and it took like 38 minutes for him to like <laughs> like beat me, but like he's he's dancing, he's moving, and then when he when he knocks me out, he like just like ah oh, yes. I win, I win, I win, I win. <laughs> and then, like, so right after we played that, I looked over in the corner, and they have a, uh, a Dynamo showcase with uh, kind of like the granddad. They have Super Street Fighter Two Turbo. Um, so I was like, dude, do you want to play on the big machine? And he was like, what do you mean? And I, I kind of pointed over and got his attention, and he ran over there. And I didn't get any video over here. I wish I did. But we got on the big guy, and he was Blanca. I was uh, 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 E Honda. And, uh, once he fit, like I showed him cause he was just pressing like one button and I'm like, so dude, like these are your punches, these are your kicks. Like Blanca's kind of crazy. So like he does some backflips and some and crazy stuff. So I showed him the electricity. So he started doing that. And then, uh, I was like, what's easy. I was like, Oh, like the, you know, like the head bite. So I was like, here, just come up to me and like press that button. 
And then when Blanca started biting, he, 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 oh man, you know that kid laugh where like they like lose control of their voice. <laughs> yeah. He was he did, like almost like screeching like, ha, 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 like I'm biting you. I'm biting. And then uh, and then since I was Ihanda, I grabbed him and I was squeezing him like, huh, huh, huh. and he was like, oh no. <laughs> and it just it, it really is crazy like seeing it through their eyes because like on the on the one hand like it really takes you back to like you know when you kind of play these games but also like there's something kind of like cool and pure about it where like there isn't that you know because you think that and maybe it'll happen when they get a little bit older but like you think that they'll be like oh like you know these games like they're not as shiny as the the high def stuff we have it's not like the switch it's not like the xbox but like it, it does not matter to uh to these kids like they, they pick it up it's a game it's fun they like it and and that's it so that was kind of like my, my whole takeaway of the day with him. Um, we played some pinball, which he's not like really good at, but he still wanted to play. And uh, he's kind of like, you know, just like slaps both buttons at the same time. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, but also like he's hitting like way too early. So he's hitting so early that like the ball will come down and then he's just like hopping it like over the flipper, like straight into uh, <laughs> yeah, the you know, into death. Um, but yeah, he played some monkey ball. He played Sunset Riders. Um I'm just kind of going through like the blog article here. Um, we played, he loves, uh, uh, I wanted to try to see if we could play through Ninja Turtles, but not only was that machine like really popular and like tied up for a lot of the day, um, he just wanted to play like Pac-Man over and over again. And after Pac-Man, yeah, I've heard, I've heard good things. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, so, so we played Pac-Man and you know, what's cool about Pac-Man is I, I try to kind of put myself in his like eyes, like literally. So like as an adult, you're standing and like you're kind of looking down at the screen and you can hear it but it's not like you know you know it's it's not like you know you're not like in there right so like i realized that like his head like he's kind of like partially because he's shorter but also because he's like leaning forward he's like in that box right so just for like a like a, a minute i kind of like lean my head like into the box like where the monitor because the monitor is kind of like laying down like slightly and, and vertical in pac-man and you put your head in there and because of like the wood sides of the cabinet, it's really loud in there because like the, the music from Pac-Man is just reverberating in that wood. But also you're just so much closer. And I'm like, dude, it is such a different experience playing Pac-Man <laughs> with your head like in that cabinet. So next time you get a chance, be the weird guy with his head completely inside the Pac-Man cabinet. Um, we went we played some Mario uh, uh, on a uh, on a uh, versus cab for a little bit. And that's around the time I ran into uh, Isret. Our very own uh, Anthony from uh, RF Gen. Uh, he had his son with him, Rowan, who I think has been to every show, um, at least everyone that I can remember. Uh, and uh, so we chatted for a little bit. And uh, uh, um, he mentioned that he saw Will and Pam. I unfortunately did not run into them. I was only there for like kind of like half a day. But uh, uh, happy birthday, Pam. This is, uh, I think we're airing, we're recording this on your birthday. Um, yeah, right and, around here. Yeah, yeah, yeah right around this time. On Twitter today. Yep, so happy birthday to Pam. Check out her YouTube channel, Cannot Be Tamed. And, uh, but yeah, it was just, so, I, but honestly, I was expecting to, I brought the Switch because I was expecting, okay, if I go to a panel, then that way, like, I could at least have him, like, you know, be doing Power Moons or something. But really, like, there was a couple times when we kind of, like, pulled away from the main floor. Um, like we, we ate, you know, we had some chicken fingers and they actually on the special event stage, they did some bands, which is kind of cool, but they also for the first time had a local like video game, uh, like symphony orchestra, which like 
I'd never heard of these guys. They're in Norwalk, which is just like, you know, 20, 30 minutes from me. And I'm like, well, how could there be like a video game symphony orchestra in Norwalk? So I didn't know what to expect. And we saw them play and it's like, dude, they're really good. And, uh, uh, like they were all you know kind of like 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 it was a fairly young crowd but it was really like i don't know how many pieces it was but it was like a good like 35 40 piece uh like kind of like symphony up there and they were playing everything wow. from like mario to like i have some video that I, I didn't post there but um they were like oh you know we know this isn't you know it's like a retro show and this is kind of newer but it's kind of like you know uh, one of the one of the big indie games in the last number of years they played stuff from undertale um they played um uh, uh some mega man uh, I don't think they played Mega Man Four, Krabby. Unfortunately, your favorite. And uh... hey, Skull Man, it's got a sweet feet. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, they they definitely. And the thing is, like, it's weird because like you know the Mega Man songs, but sometimes like when it's not played on the original instruments, it sounds kind of you know you're like, what is that? So like from across like the entire hall, I heard like on like flutes and like you know like other instruments like da 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 da. You're like, what? is happening over there <laughs> but uh, it was really really cool and callahan actually re- really enjoyed uh, sitting and like you know listening to that for a bit while we ate but it wasn't too long before it was like okay like we got to go back so we walked the show floor a little bit um I, I ran into like a handful of people um that uh you know that i know just throughout the years um and, and you know that's that's you know, most of my experience at the show since uh, uh, I really, really wanted to go to the after party. Um, but uh, uh, oh, the other thing I didn't mention earlier, Callahan had hockey on Sunday morning, so I couldn't stay overnight because I had to get him back for hockey by like, you know, like 830 uh, uh, in Danbury, which is like an hour and 10 minutes away. And um, uh, excuse me, um, the after. so not only did I have to get him back, but the after party is 21 and over. Or 18 and over, because um, they have drinking yeah. and, and stuff like that. So I was really hoping to go to the after party, because that's where like a lot of like the just like the hanging out and like you know play some arcade games. There's a DJ, you know, have a couple of drinks. There's a uh, in past years they've done a drink and draw, um, which is like you find like an artist that you really like. They have like a ton of them at the show. One of them, our friend uh, Antoinette, um, the RF Gen guys have commissioned multiple times over the years yeah. to do yeah. custom artwork. Um, we uh, uh, we uh, Krabby's uh, gotten pieces from her. Adam, uh, I think uh, Adam was was Ness, right? Well, no, Adam bought one for me, and then I bought ah. one for him. Oh, right, right. That was the uh, that was the the great exchange. Adam yeah. got the one for me too, of me and my son that year. With he, my son was Mega Man, and I was Doctor Wiley. Doctor, yep. Oh, you weren't Doctor Light. No. <laughs> so a good doctor. Uh, right, right. <laughs> But yeah, so um, but so yeah, the drink and draw basically, you find like an artist that you really like, or you kind of sample some of their work, and you're like, you know what, I like your work. I'd like to buy you a drink, and in exchange, you will draw something for me. And it's this really cool event where like, you know, they're like, okay, I'm drinking wine, and like, you know, you go buy them a wine, and then you're like, what do you want? And then they'll just like do a little sketch for you, and uh, you know, if you want them to continue with the sketch, okay, like, get me another drink, <laughs> like I'll continue the sketch. So. It's kind of cool. You get some some really interesting, like unique pieces of art uh, that way, and it's just a fun hangout. So, unfortunately, I I was not able to make it to the after party this year because of you know just our our home situation. But uh, uh, the show was great. Um, I heard great things from people about uh, just you know the uh, uh, the tournament area was great. They had um, a bunch of Smash going on. They had uh, um, uh, I think some 
uh, some brawl as well as uh, some melee smash happening. Um, uh, they uh, they also have like kind of like they call it like the ultimate gamer challenge, which is a really cool um, idea uh, that they have kind of like ten stations set up, and you kind of go to each station. And I think they did this uh, last year. I didn't get a chance to go over and see it, but basically like so one station might be like Mario sixty four, and it's like okay like go to this area and get down this slide, and like the fastest time is like you know 10 points the second fastest time of the day is eight points so you kind of go to like each station and it's kind of like the wizard right like you do as best you can in each game and then at the end of it it's like okay like here's the winner of the ultimate gamer challenge so like you kind of did the best like across all these games um so th there's some really cool things coming out of it but uh but yeah i mean we, we had a great time uh callahan had a blast um we ended up going to the barbecue place that we've been to uh, the last couple of years <laughs> yeah that's good yeah, it's uh, it's it's an, it's an interesting place. It's uh, uh, we 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 got there just before the crowd uh, kind of uh, kicked in there. It's a little disappointing. One of my favorite local draft beers. I ordered it. It had just kicked, which I feel like that's like my nickname is like because ever I'll go I'll go places and I'm like okay give me that and without fail they come back five minutes later ah oh, that just kicked. What does so, that mean? I don't know that term. Uh, the the keg. So because uh, draft beer is in kegs and when the keg is out. Like that's it's kicked. Like there's no more beer left in that keg. Uh, okay. So they come back and like, oh, I'm sorry. Like it just kicked. I'm like, oh, okay. I guess I'll have something else then. Um, but yeah. So we. Uh, um, but I, I honestly was expecting to, you know, buy some stuff to get some, you know, like original Xbox or you know PS2 games, like something that we like have at home that would be like, oh, like let's you just spend all this time like playing like GameCube and PS2 and like old stuff. Like let's get something. But he really could not be pulled away from the free play arcade area, so uh, that's where we spent most of the time. And it was a really cool show. They had a lot of cool stuff going on. And uh, in the future, I'd be, you know, be be excited to go back and maybe uh, make it to the after party again. Well, hopefully, uh, your wife will not be with with child next year. So uh, yeah, got to wear in the in the bedroom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I would be surprised. Uh, and people keep asking too. They're like, oh, so because the we have two boys and we're having another boy, and people keep asking. They're like, oh, so you gonna you gonna try again for that girl? And my answer is like, yes, of course we will. <laughs> and, my, and my wife's answer is, give me a break. Um, so, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see, you know, we're, we're not closing the door on anything, so we'll, we'll see what the future brings. I tried three times to have a boy and then, <laughs> yeah, no, I was, I'm done. Yep. Got one of each real easy. I don't know what you guys' problem is. <laughs> we got, I got one way shooters. That's all I can say. What game are you playing in the bedroom? <laughs> God of love. <laughs> You're playing Leisure Suit Larry? Uh, <laughs> a, little, a little Katamari, you know, just rolling around in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Well, yeah. uh, that's that's a good report. Um, I'm I'm glad to hear it, and like I said, I really hope I will really like try to get. I just this year, like literally, I started a new job, like you know, the day after that weekend, and it was just not going to happen. Right. But um, you know, hopefully next year it'll work out. I'd like to try to make it back out again. Yeah, no, Krabby, uh, uh, so Krabby's been out to uh, both the uh, the Oakdale version and the uh, the Connecticut Convention Center. Adam's been out. Uh, Isret lives just in uh, um, you know, Massachusetts, so he's not far away. So Anthony's been out here. Uh, Rich has come up, uh, which has been awesome. Um, and a couple of years ago, he said he was like, 
on the like every other year plan um because i think he said he has like uh uh like a like a guy's weekend or like yeah, a trip he has, a guy a, thing. he has like a trip that they do either that same time of year or like maybe every other year so like he kind of like alternates so uh but yeah it's it, it really is amazing and uh, travis uh, mentioned it on the one-year-old episode of the playcast that i listened to that it, it really was cool meeting a whole bunch of the guys that uh you know we'd kind of that he had uh, like you know known through the forums and was kind of nervous because he had never met but like a lot of them had but it really is kind of like just like seeing an old friend even though you never met before because like all, all the dudes are like you know kind of similar interests and everyone's really welcoming and everyone just wants to have fun at the expo together and it's kind of what like kind of gets that like like that almost like like expo addiction where like when an expo is over like for me like pax east like when it's over i'm like okay how, how do I how do I fly to you know to to Seattle for the next packs? How do I go to Australia? How do I go to South? You know, like you just want more of it, right? So, uh, but yeah, it's it's awesome getting to see uh, people when they're able to kind of all kind of descend on a uh, on an expo like that. So whether it's this one or whether it's a different one in the future, it'd be great to get a group of guys together. Yeah, I always have so much fun. Like you said, it's really easy. Everyone just kind of fits together real nice, and it doesn't feel like anyone's out. No, definitely. And uh, even though Rich almost got abducted by a stranger by getting in the wrong <laughs> car. That was I mean, such a great know. story. I don't know if we ever talked about that on the show. Well, I think we did. Did we? Okay. <laughs> so so good. Like So like, the 30-second version, Me. so I'm picking uh, – uh, I'm leaving to pick up uh, uh, Rich at, uh, you know, at the airport, which is like 45 minutes from my house. And, and Chris is like, oh, like, I'll go with you. Like, you don't have to drive alone. So, like, oh, cool. So we get in the car. And we're going and, you know, we get to the, the airport and um, and we're and we're driving up and it's kind of like, you know, like a drive around and like we see him and we're like, oh, like that's that's definitely him. Yeah. And he's, and he's talking to someone and he gets in their car and we're like, I guess that's not him. Like, that's <laughs> that, that that guy was I was like, well, we're driving around and like, wasn't he like a dead ringer for rich? Like for, for real. And then we kind of drive around again and like we call him and he's like, oh, yeah, like I'm here. And then, you know, we get him. And then it wasn't like a few minutes. We're like, yeah, like we we thought we saw you, and then like, but then that guy got into a car, and you're like, I got into a car. <laughs> <laughs> like they, so they they had a miscommunication. Like I guess it was an Uber driver, and he was like, oh, like hey, are you? He's like, are you? Like did Bill send you for like Bill Bill Retro World? And the guy's like, yes. <laughs> it's he's like nice. oh okay. yeah very good <laughs> like, he does like a laugh and he's like wait i don't think i'm in the right car <laughs> oh, well, there's great. been a few adventures uh you know we had to go pick up eric uh from germany we're like we don't even know what the guy looks like or... that's, that's that was that's right because there was all the uh places we could have picked him up and the <laughs> first one we tried he's just standing right there like, <laughs> he's walking awesome. the door and it's like yeah oh. we were expecting to be walking up and down the all the uh pickups and yeah it, was it wasn't even tricky he was just like hi guys <laughs> like, yeah no, and, actually, and, hey. and eric's a great great dude he uh, uh he was able to make it to um uh one of the shows at uh kinetic convention center also his girlfriend came out she was very nice there's another funny story that he was staying at my house and uh him and his girlfriend oh, and yeah. my mom did not know this and uh there was one morning where eric wasn't feeling well yeah, so he was sick. He, and he texts us he's like hey like i'm really not feeling well like i'll, I'll catch up with you guys later at the show and i'm like oh, okay no problem like you know feel better like we'll see you in a bit and so my mom shows up at my house and just walks in because like why wouldn't she and 
Eric's girlfriend is in her pajamas, like in the kitchen. <laughs> so she walks in and she's like, "Hey," <laughs> she's like, "Oh, I am, I am a friend." <laughs> so uh, yeah, it was awesome. And and Eric was very very nice. He he shot a uh, a message to me on Facebook Messenger, like, "Oh, you know, good luck with the show and and this and that." So uh, it's, it's really great. Uh, we've seen Eric a couple times. He he comes for like an extended holiday to the states, and it's always great to see him. And uh, and uh, yeah, would love to see him again in the future too. He was really funny too. Yeah, for sure. Like, like, like yeah, low key. Sense of humor. Yeah, low key, like dry funny, but like, yeah, really. And we, that's right. We did a, uh, we did a recording when he was here. Like, we're like sitting in the, um, of the dining room doing it. And I remember, like, he was so nervous because of, uh, mm. uh, you know, his language skills. And I remember telling him, like, great. dude. I was like, dude, like you don't need to be worried at all. And I think it was just like, like he felt the pressure of like, you know, being recorded and like, you know, speaking conversationally. Um, but he had like a notepad with him and he had like tons of notes that he was like, like reading off of. And, uh, but yeah, he, he did a fantastic job, but, uh, uh, yeah, it was really, really good to see him. And he's, he's a super cool dude. Yeah. And well, um, last time I was there, we got Tom, the, the Tom, you yeah. know, the Pocky X. He, he, <laughs> he came out there, and Tom's a hoot. Oh, my goodness. I was mentioning this to the guys, and I guess uh, since we're a family friend show, I can't spell it all out, but you'll get the picture. <laughs> um, but uh, him and his friend do a, a, a podcast. It's the, the Pocky Flocky i'll just say excrement show how about that that's <laughs> you figure it out right but i will i will tell you the same i tell you they just put an episode and it's kind of those things where they just come out when they come out and and it's just this weird stream of consciousness sort of i laughed so much mm-hmm. <laughs> the last episode those guys are funny and tom is hilarious so um i can't not for your kids. It's not <laughs> like this show. It's not family friendly. But it, you know, in your car, in your drive to work, or something, turn it on and um, have a gigantic laugh. So uh, I would highly recommend checking that out. But yeah, everybody's um, really pretty awesome. That's come out, and I really, I know I kind of felt bad. Will kept hitting me up. I was like, "Oh, you're coming, right? You're coming, right?" You're coming. Like, I dude, I would love to. And yeah. but it was just there was no way this was not falling the way it was going to fall. And I kind of knew it was just that was the way it was going to be. Um, so I was kind of really sad. So hopefully they'll make it out next time I can make it out. I really want to do it next year. So, But Pam's been doing the panels. So, you know, maybe she'll have a panel again next year.
right, well, we have really planned to actually do uh, a whole other topic, but um, time is what it is, and uh, I think anybody that's ever listened to the show completely understands that we can sometimes get on a tangent. Um, so we want to, we want to, uh, you know, thank everybody very much for taking the time to listen. We'll get back to this topic that we probably hinted at a little bit. It's not going to go away. We'll just save it. Episode fifty was so magical, though. We just couldn't fit any more magic in it. Uh, without risking your harm as a listener. So, um, as always, you know, a couple things to keep in mind. You know, first off, thank everybody very much for for downloading and listening to the show as usual. Uh, And just so everybody knows, we're also in some new places. So, as we always like to do, where can people find the show, guys? So, Krabby, where can people find the show? On YouTube. We are definitely on YouTube. Bill, where else? Mm -hmm. One of the new places that I am a subscriber of for my whole family oh. is Spotify. I did not know you were a subscriber. I am a subscriber. My Well, because we canceled our uh, satellite radio in favor of commercial-free music presented by Spotify. Well, look at that. Well, you could find our <laughs> show if you are, like Bill, a dedicated Spotify user. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but a few other places, right? Let's pepper them out. What do we got? Twitter. Yep. Twitter. So at CollectorCast. Um, Bill, what's your Twiddle handle? Twiddle Twiddle? Yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. I tried to keep it together. I couldn't do it. Uh, <laughs> it's it's just at Bill McGee. B-I-L-M-C-G-E-E. One L, right? Bill yep. with one L. Don't forget that. Krabby, you are li- literally using Twitter. I'm so yeah, proud I've, of you. I've made tweets. I have I have alerts set up for whenever Krabby tweets. My phone. I think you may have responded to more of my tweets than anyone. Yeah, it's because I know what it's like to tweet and then have eighty billion people be like, "So." <laughs> uh, it's like one of the memes. I'm... Like me, hey guys, how's everybody doing? Everybody else. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> but it, it it has kind of occurred to me in in uh, in recent times that like, oh hey, I should be interacting with the people whose you know content i appreciate and would like to interact with so it, it twitter's a weird place for me because like i feel like there's like a disconnect between me and people i don't know but then people are trying to tell me like no 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 like just start interacting with people and then they'll yeah. interact back with you so it's true it's, it, it is a little bit of like uh you know a, a getting used to a period but uh but yeah i i have appreciated yeah. crabby's tweets and you will too I am like you, like starting to acclimatize to it because I've tried to use it in the past and it just has not made any sense to me and I've fallen <laughs> off and it's it's starting to click now. So, Krabby, if somebody wants to follow you, where can they find you? Uh, at Kelsey Polnick. You're going to have to spell that. K-E-L-S-Y-P-O-L-N-I-K. Very good. Yeah, That's I... me. No one had stealed my name before, so it was nice and easy to get. Always nice when things work out for you. I just you know the same thing. I was talking to my wife the other day. I had this situation that comes up. So somebody um, was talking about an artist who I followed a little bit ago on Twitter. It's it's the artist that did the cover art for um, Fantasy Star Two, as well as like a lot of other um, Japanese art. And so I found out he's on Twitter, so I'm following him. The guy tweets a lot, just like basic stuff, like, hey, I got up this morning, and it's nice. And he he does it in English and some Japanese, I think, just to keep himself up to date, like in using some different languages that he has. But, you know, 
a few tweets back and forth with the with the guy. Very nice, you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, you can. I'm talking to a guy across the globe who I think is an amazing artist that made some things from like 30 years ago that I thought was cool, and you can just totally do that, you know what I mean? And people will be like, oh yeah, thanks, cool. So uh, I love it. Right on. Now we are in a few other places though, right? You've added us to Spotify. I think Bill, Bill just oh, told us. Did you say that I talked that. about Twitter. I just lost everything yeah. there. Why don't more, you just uh, tell me the name yeah. of the movie? More, more, the, more with the uh, Larry David references. Um, but no, yet, uh, uh, Krabby mentioned the most important one, YouTube. Uh, how about rfgeneration.com? That is the website, the home of the Collector Cast and various other podcasts like the Shoot the Core Cast and the Play Cast. So come by and join in some forums and chit chat with us. They're not totally dead yet. Forums still still exist. Yes, yeah, still uh, there's probably still time, depending on when we get this out, to uh, join the uh, Playcast for October, where they are playing uh, Curse of the Moon, the bloodstained mm. uh, game. Very good. It is good. And uh, you know, you can find us on Facebook. We we are still there. I, I still post things from time to time. Yeah. Not a lot. I apologize because I'm not a big Facebook user, but yeah. it's. I, I'm 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 drifting away from it. I used to be a Facebook user, and now I'm kind of realizing that like no uh, people who like it, it's not working for me. I don't want to say anything bad about Facebook. But, My uh, wife loves it. It's not for me. Yeah, that's pr- that's probably the cleanest it way to say a it. Marketing tool when I had my store, I didn't have an account before I had the store, and I don't have an account now that the store is gone. <laughs> it worked awesome, and it got my message out to a lot of people, and we never had to spend anything on marketing. And I have no interest in using it in my personal life. Understandable. Um, but, you know, hey, we're still in the iTunes, or uh, I guess now I have to say now, it's Apple Podcasts. We're in the Apple Podcast Store and the Google Play Store. And you know, I'm waiting for the comeback. There is a beta site of the infamous podcast, Pickle. 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 Uh, the Pickle has a beta page up. So, comeback maybe? <laughs> I'm gonna if it does come back, I'm going to they need to credit us for their success. That's all I can yeah, say. People yeah. I, does, does the beta have like a subtitle? Is it like the sweet and sour edition or something? <laughs> dill, I think. It's just going there going was just dill. Fried. Oh, I assumed that was the original. Oh no, fried. bread and butter was the original. Yeah, my wife my wife likes some fried. So does mine, big time. Gross. Anywhere anywhere we are, she's like, Oh fried pickles, we have to stop here. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks everybody very much for taking the time to listen and uh, celebrating 50 episodes with us. We really appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you guys soon.
All right. I think we're ready for a topic. Yeah? Heck yes. Oh, uh, sorry. You said Tom Clancy and I fell asleep there. <laughs>